Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made 14 of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. Yep, yep, yep. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. <laughs> Everybody's trying not to laugh. Sorry, I've been having fun, like, mixing up the intros every week. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, well, you guys, this is a big one. We are kicking off the longest franchise we have ever done. I don't longest think franchise it, ever. I don't know. I don't think it's the longest ever because you could probably James Bond. No, I thought. I think we said like, like Charlie Chan or something horrible oh, like that was right. the yes. longest ever. There's yeah. technically other ones, but uh, <laughs> the longest one we're willing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, like I said in the beginning, fourteen movies, and this is just number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, the most requested. Uh, do you think franchise. we eventually get two time? <laughs> yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah, how long are we in this land before time? Before time. When, when are we getting there? That's the point of the story, actually. Um, but you know what? Uh, we didn't want to just do this by ourselves. We had to bring in a special guest this week. With us, we have my friend Rachel Komar. She is here. Uh, she runs a sync licensing company called Hyper Extension, working with lots of awesome indie artists. And you know what? She just happens to be a big fan of dinosaurs. Isn't that right? <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being here. Uh, <laughs> excited. Uh, you know, you, we were talking earlier that uh, this is just a, an audio podcast, but she's wearing an awesome uh, dino outfit that has given yeah. us all this inspiration. <laughs> to make it all the way to the great Valley. <laughs> um, before we get uh, too far into things here, Elis, where can people reach out to us? Yeah. Uh, send us emails at sequel rights at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at sequel rights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way to helping us build our collective that's traveling across the wastelands to get to the Great Valley. The more, the merrier. Uh, so if you could help people join our pack as we uh, journey across this wilderness, uh, it would be very much appreciated. We all need different skills. Otherwise, we're going to get you know caught in the tar. We're just going to die. Yeah, that's how, yeah. That, that's how it is. <laughs> Got to work together. Um, oh, all right. <laughs> well, You guys are cracking me up. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point. Well, why don't we all settle in for a long 14-hour story? <laughs> George Lucas and Steven Spielberg present a Don Bluth film, The Land Before Time. Long ago, when the Earth was new, Five friends, lost and alone, took an incredible journey. You want to go with me? Yeah! Through a land of wonder and a land of danger. I hope he doesn't eat any of you. (laughs) Aww. Oh man! So why don't we uh, why don't we get started like we always do on these these old movies and like ask around the room here if any of you guys have you know an affection for history with uh, the Land Before Time, the original, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, eighty eight. I mean, I was born in eighty seven, so this was like perfect timing. Um, you know, Disney was in a more fallow period, uh, if such a thing could be said to have existed and uh so this is like you know really really a big deal for me and my brother and we definitely have seen it a thousand times and was all about uh ducky you know saying yup 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 and uh all yep, that yep, stuff yep. yeah oh okay good <laughs> <Sound wise>. um <laughs> but yeah i definitely love this movie but um do not know if i have seen any of the sequels i think maybe i seen one but i don't really remember anything about it so it'll be interesting to see where and why this goes on nice yes this vhs was a treasured item in my household uh loved dinosaurs um me and my brother we definitely watched this 
on a loop as I was watching this, I realized how many of the jokes, how many of the story beats and just everything that I could almost call it out before it was about to happen, even though I don't think I have seen this in 25 years, probably. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I I love these movies. The animation style is, is incredible. Um, Don Bluth. Yeah. Woo. Uh, a real fondness for them. And the not Joan Baez song at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, what about you? Well, I mean, I don't think I necessarily have any greater connection to it than any other kid born in the mid 80s. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I I was an only child. So Littlefoot being an only child, I felt connected. And um, just dinos were a huge part of my family. My my dad was obsessed. My first word was Brontosaurus. What? whether I said it properly or not, that's to be, you know, to be told, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, my, I grew up in the Chicago area and my, um, my dad worked at the field museum until I was two years old. And then the shed aquarium from three years old until last year. So, um, you know, my earliest memories of life were of like looking at the dino fossils in the field museum and then moving on to the shed aquarium, just learning an appreciation and a fascination for uh, interesting and unique creatures. Um, And then I always, I always found a special place in my heart for the gentle giants, the, the brontosaurus and, and whales and such, but um, but yeah, so not a super special connection to the film, but huge connection to, Dinos even took a dinosaur class in college. Oh dang! <laughs> dinosaur um, class. Yeah, it was kind of a joke. College, they let you take whatever you wanted. That's like, like a cool class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as like Tyler. Uh, you know, I was watching this movie and was like, oh man, I can tell you what's about to happen immediately. Even though, yeah, again, I haven't seen it for forever, but. I know for a fact we had this on VHS and we also had the, the next two movies uh, on VHS uh, oh. back in the day. Um, I think like I can still picture them. They were those like big bubble, you know, like the Disney type uh, VHS packages. And um, yeah, this movie is just so good. And uh, I, I felt a lot of nostalgia watching it and it made me realize why I liked other movies growing up. Like, you know, obviously the the Disney movie dinosaur has a lot to owe to this movie, uh, especially like the opening, the opening film, uh, uh, opening of the film. Um, Not so much the good dinosaur. Yeah. And also like, you know, parts of Fantasia that have the, the right of spring with the dinosaur, well, that was before this. I know. I'm just saying, like, I might oh, not okay. have seen that before I saw. <laughs> I might have seen see, uh, see. this first uh, because it was, you know, a little bit less scary than the Rite of Spring <laughs> version. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I love this movie and it was fun to go back and visit it again. Did, it, did any of you find it equally as sad, less sad, more sad? Than- I... It fucking got me. Yes. God damn it. Like, the, <laughs> the moment when his uh, Littlefoot's mom dies is I mean, so. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. It's I per- couldn't. I couldn't when I was three years old. <laughs> and I can't yeah. now. It's really crazy because it's actually like it's so short. Like mm-hmm. that moment is so short. But it just like, yeah, I had tears. It's cast a long shadow across <laughs> my entire life. Yeah. It's just, I think it's really impressive how much they can make you so sad in those, yeah. like, in that, like. I feel like I just minute. didn't remember. Like, when I was little, I probably just only noticed the fun and happy parts and um, just didn't really pay attention as much to the sad parts because I wasn't a kid that was going through anything like that. I'm sure kids who have are much, much more affected by it, but. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of like when, especially after his mom dies and he runs into the like old man that gives him advice. I was like, man, too bad Simba didn't run into this guy. Everything would have been different, you know. Instead, he got Scar being like, it was your fault, you know. Like this guy was like, dude, it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. I was like, wow, that's what a kid needs to hear. (laughs) (laughs) That's why dinosaurs, you know, more benevolent benevolent than lions. Just a fact. (laughs) Yep, that's right. (laughs) 
But no, yeah, I was uh, I cried during that part watching the movie. I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, me too, me too. And, <laughs> I, and I was like, I knew it was coming, and I was just like, I, I even had the intellectual detachment of like, oh, I wonder, like, I bet I could see how effective this yeah. was. I bet, and it was just like, nope. <laughs> I was yeah, watching. It, weirdly, I didn't cry then, but I don't know. I think I was just in like a bad place yesterday. I watched The Father <laughs> oh, earlier God. in the morning, like an idiot, and then later at night, I'm like watching Land Before Time by myself in the living room, and like you know spoiler alert when it gets to the end and he's just like we did it we all did it together i actually started like sobbing like like audibly i was like what is wrong with me you know it was very bad that's amazing yeah um yeah it's so good so good you guys um i watched it this time thinking like oh i wonder how this is gonna play differently now that i'm like uh a parent, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I was just thinking, you know, stuff like stuff like the earthquake scene <laughs> made me think about like, oh man, I should really be prepping for the earthquake here. <laughs> this is exactly what it's gonna be like. It's gonna look exactly like this. Some people are just gonna fall into the ground and never be seen. Will you let your child watch this? Uh, she watched some of it with me actually because I was <laughs> I was feeding her uh, while I was watching it, and so she kind of like. She kind of caught some of it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think um, there's scary stuff, but I don't think anything's so scary. Yeah. I mean, I, I read that they cut things out because it was too scary, according to them. They had to cut, oh. it, cut it down. Cut. Apparently they cut down like 19 fully animated scenes, which made like 10 minutes of footage to get it from PG to G, according to the- That's the interesting. See, I assumed that maybe they ran out of money because I did feel like there was maybe one set piece like kind of missing before we got to the end. I mean, like, the runtime's super short. Yeah, like from so the second short. to last set piece to the ending, I was kind of like, I feel like we missed something. Like yeah. there, there should have been one more thing to yeah. happen to them but, and there's like uh, continuity areas where you can see that like the sharp tooth eye is like poked out in some scenes and then after that it's open and fine oh uh, okay uh <laughs> yeah so that speaking happens. of his eyes did you notice how they were red yes because yes. he's supposed to be evil he's so evil <laughs> <laughs> do you oh, think man. that this movie is the source of all of our generations over concern with tar pits and quicksand because <laughs> <laughs> no, I was that's, re- a, that's a never-ending story. Oh, that too. Uh, that too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good. That's a great point. Speaking of crying in movies. Oh, speaking of yeah, crying. Yeah, yeah, holy. Pretty sure I've lived in the swamp of sadness for I a mean, year now. Yeah, this one makes it seem like you can get out and scare people with the tar. Like it'd be fun to play in a tar pit. I don't know. Yeah, you can turn into a heffalump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my exact thought at that moment. Yeah. Um. I did think about the Librea Tarpits, though. I was like, oh, those poor dinosaurs. It did make me wonder, yeah, if that, if the the Woolly Mammoths, if that setup was there when this was, like, how old is that set? Has that mammoth been trying to get to its child? <laughs> I think, how many decades? I think before this. Yeah. Probably. I think it's been there, like, since, I think my parents went there. Like yeah, the like time immemorial. Yeah. Uh, before time, actually, yeah. 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 <laughs> Been there since before time was a concept, even though they're able to notice that the sun passes over them uh, so many times. So I think time does exist in this uh, in, in this world. <laughs> I thought that the beginning of this movie, where everything was idyllic and we got to see them as a happy family, I thought in my mind, surely it was longer for this death to be felt as deeply as it was and when it was over in about 30 seconds i was kind of shocked yeah you don't really get much time with the mom or the grandparents i think they have, i think they have just a couple lines they introduced the tree star yep which is a which yeah is a he thing. did the narrator did explain that the grandparents and the mother were the only ones left of their kind, which doesn't really make sense because later we see a whole bunch of the <laughs> same dinosaur eat those trees where they got there. Yeah. But anyways. They also show they a bunch say, of them die during the, <laughs> during the earthquake. Yeah, he's like, these are the last three. And so I'm like, if, it, if they're the last three, like I got concerned for a second because I was like, how did, how was Littlefoot like? Oh. I, took, I took it as they were the last of their 
family or, or their herd. Okay. Yeah. yeah I did. I yeah. did do a like, There are many, many articles about dinosaur sex and reproductive cycles <laughs> and, and, you know, like very scholarly articles, but anyways, there does need to in fact be a father to uh, fertilize the egg but uh i'm assuming he just left or got killed by sharp tooth or something before. life will find a way Eliz, if we know right. that's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah there that's does true. need to be something so yeah the beginning and I, I i really love that this movie is like a it feels very much like a storybook with the with the narrator and like these brief it's kind of like a bunch of brief scenes that you know go together to film a story. Um, but I really like this opening sequence where it's just kind of almost like a nature film where you're like seeing all the dinosaurs going through the water and hearing James Horner's like beautiful score. Yeah. Uh, which I looked to, I looked to go see if I could buy the record cause they put it out, uh, on vinyl, but apparently it must be uh, pretty hard to find cause they're all like $50 or more. And I'm like, eh, Oh man, do I need to spend $50 on that? I don't know. Yeah. Love Jane Stormer, Horner. He is great, obviously. Um, but, and you know, of course, rest in peace. But I, I still maintain that he is the most self plagiaristic of the big time, like, film soundtrack guys. Because there's like, we've, we've watched American Tale for this podcast, right? And there are like exact licks <laughs> that sound exactly the same as American Tale and like, titanic and you know like other you can yeah you can even hear a little bit of star trek in there every once in a while yeah yeah that's so interesting you say that because so i I mean i haven't seen the film in maybe 30 years and i rewatched it this weekend and the past couple days i've had american tale in my head and i'm like why do i have american tale in my in score in my head yeah it all all makes sense now and of course that's his right it's all his work so who cares right but you know it's just like Hey, <laughs> I mean, I also just think that like back in the day, people didn't watch it. I mean, we do this now too. While we watch True. it, it was like, okay, like Giacchino does this too. Like, right. He does. He does. I think they all do to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I just always notice it more when it's Horner for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's still a, I still like this score. Uh, even if oh, it's oh I love it. Yeah. And I love the song. I mean, uh, we'll talk about the song, but. But uh, yeah, so uh, Littlefoot is the last of the long necks. Actually, I, I love this list of, I have a list here of all the different dinosaurs. A long neck, a three horn, a big mouth, a flyer, and a spike tail. <laughs> and sharp tooth, but we don't talk about him because he's a bad guy. But uh, yeah, Littlefoot, uh, you know, he's all alone. After the big quake, gets separated. His mom dies. It's a bad day. <laughs> and then we get treated to one of the most depressing scenes we've ever seen, I think, <laughs> in an animated feature where he thinks he sees his mom, but it's just oh. his shadow. <laughs> it's so but then he sad. continues to lick it. Yeah. no. <laughs> well, because he gets close enough where he's like, no, now I'm next to my mom, I think. Yeah. No. That might have been more sad than the mom actually dying. dying. Yes. Yeah. It's just oh man, that's, that's a yeah. You could moment. you could rank the order of sadness. It's not quite as sad as when he chased after the clouds. But... <laughs> well, that, so that wasn't sad. so sad. <laughs> he was yeah, almost and it's there. Like, it's um, you know, <laughs> it's all really sad. But I think like in a lesser movie, or maybe this was just part of the fact that it was like chopped up and re put in order. But I think it really gave Littlefoot like more time to deal with. Uh, the trauma of the incident and his mother's death than most movies would. Like, I feel like a lot of kids' movies, it would be like, okay, he got the pep talk from the old guy and then now he's on his way. But this one, it was like, no, 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 no. There's still, like, several more times of him just, like, lying there, crying, not wanting to get up. Like, they they straight up say that he almost stars to death because he doesn't want to keep going. Yeah. So... This is, I, I had the thought as I was watching this, I was like, is this the first time that I actually saw grief and depression depicted on screen? Like, because I think that it is. Yeah, <laughs> same here. Same uh, here. Yeah, d- does Bambi uh, sulk around and uh, not eat for a year? No, Thumper comes in and is just like, let's go. <laughs> I don't yeah, remember all the much. sad Bambi scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, the only movie I probably saw before this was like Little Mermaid. And yeah, she's depressed, but it's over teen angst, not yeah. over yeah. anything real. But this okay. boy. Nobody yeah. died. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. He has a boat. Uh, I just want to walk on that boat with legs. <laughs> um, yeah. The other interesting uh, thing about this is that apparently all the dinosaurs are super racist. <laughs> yeah. Especially Sarah's dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. That that was weird. What did he say? Three horns never play with long necks. <laughs> never. Never. He has it like two lines. <laughs> if, like, if this is like part of the conservative, like conspiracy of just like this is this like they're trying to like and they're saying that everybody's racist and that the, there's not enough resources in the world and it's all propaganda <laughs> and it's like mm, i don't know <laughs> well i do i mean it is nice uh i mean ultimately the movie's message is that you should work together and you can be friends mm-hmm. with everybody it doesn't matter uh, i like that message i feel like movies back in the day had more morals within yeah it was yeah. It was okay to teach towards the moral, like yeah, moral like, like what 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 is Despicable Me or the Minions movie teaching children these days? Hmm? Hmm? Anyone? Butt cheeks are hilarious. <laughs> <Butt> cheeks, <laughs> exactly. Bananas. <laughs> Fart noises are so funny. <laughs> not not even the big uh, not even Spike farts in this. Even though nope. I mean, even though he eats, food. I have a feeling he might even fart. Though he, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> he might fart later on in one of these other sequels. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he rapidly grows in size from egg to fully grown dinosaur after eating a few leaves. Yeah. I love that we take this moment to watch him slowly eat the nest that he was in. <laughs> yeah. While I was reading about dinosaur reproduction, they did say that they don't know for sure, like how much the different species of dinosaurs really took care of the eggs. Mm-hmm. So Yes, they kind of frame it as like, oh, his family must be gone because of the great shake or whatever. But like, th- apparently some of them just left the eggs, set it up and we're like, OK, bye. So you would wake up all alone like yeah. that. And like whatever sea turtles. That, yeah, whatever yeah. that species is, has a better instinct of like, OK, I should eat this. I should keep walking, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then others did maybe nurture their kids. We don't know. How long do we think? What movie number until we had it's it's this is the Beethoven conundrum here. <laughs> How long until Spike speaks? <laughs> I think uh, I think five movie five. That's movie I, so you're going with the Beethoven rule then? Yes, <laughs> the Beethoven law states that. <laughs> I think it might be sooner. I think it. I think we might be at three. He's he's talking. But Spike we'll shall well, okay, not save speak some to of the these Christmas. predictions because I've written down several like things I want to quiz us on. Oh, okay. and we'll write down our. Uh, I Fair will write enough. down Fair everybody's. Yeah, uh, okay, things. nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone uh, else did anyone else notice the underlying religious tones? Or is that just me seeing it from an adult perspective? No, I, I definitely noticed not. it too. Um I mean, let your heart guide you. I know that's you know pretty broad, but it still felt religious the way that <laughs> his mom said it. And then um just uh, what uh, some things you see with your eyes, some things you see with your heart, little foot's like. But why would I believe in it if, if I can't see it? Yeah. Um, and, and a few other things. I mean, just having his mom talk to him from the sky. And oh, yeah. I don't know. And so anyway, so I, I looked it up and apparently Don Bluth is pretty religious. Oh. So it oh. does make sense if uh, if that were the case. That's We didn't see it, but Littlefoot's dad was Aslan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was ranting about this. Like I was talking to my mom about it and I was like, they had a whole speech about the great circle of life and like Lion King just totally, you know, but she's like, okay, come on. But neither of them was the first person to talk about the circle of life. And, you know, like it really, it all goes back to, you know, your hero's journey, your Bible, you know, right. stories That's and true. Shakespeare and, you know, all these kind of things. So, um, yeah. but yeah. enough about Oliver and company, but I actually did like, <laughs> 
the, his line about the circle of life, like I thought it was more poignant than Lion King's explanation, to be honest, because mm-hmm. Lion King explanations about like food, you know, and eating. Oh, Whereas <laughs> this one, he's like, no, the great circle of life's always going. We just don't always arrive at the same points at the same time. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know. I thought that was cool. And he didn't even sing a song. Disney version is based on consumption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you bring up Don Don Bluth, and we talked about him, obviously, for American Tale, which that was probably like three years ago now. So I'm sure none of none of these that was people our first have series. Listened. Yeah, it was. And uh, so, yeah, for in case anybody doesn't know, you know, Don Bluth, uh, Tim Burton, John Lasseter were all people coming up in Disney, and then they all bailed and went their separate ways. And then I think Don Bluth was the one who had the initial most success since really sticking it to Disney with some of these animated uh, movies that became uh, really, really beloved, um, but then kind of petered out and went away later. But yeah, he had Spielberg and Lucas behind him. Yeah. It's funny. uh, One of the, not the one that I pulled, but one of the trailers I found, like theatrical trailer actually has the Lucasfilm logo come up before. And I was like, Whoa, okay. (laughs) Waiting for that ah. Star Wars crossover. So not only uh, is Don Bluth religious, he is also Mormon. Oh, boy. Super okay. Mormon. Okay. Okay. Went to Brigham Young, and I guess when he was at Disney, he left to do his mission. Oh. So there you go. Uh, well, it's weird, though, that he didn't like then come back. But, I mean, I'm sure there must have been, like, other stuff going on there. And actually, you know what? That makes a lot of sense because one of Don blue's most well-known disney shorts is the small one the tale of the donkey that uh, mary and jesus ride on uh you know so uh but anyway um it it just kind of got me thinking too i was like what if you know whatever male ego issues that caused all these guys to go their separate ways had like never happened what would they have created together you know like we'll never know but who knows well I don't know. I think Don Bluth did a pretty great job. It's like, I feel like all of his films are, have some like important spot in my childhood memory. Almost all of even Rockadoodle. <laughs> <laughs> you, Justin is you're on record so many times in this podcast about your love for Rockadoodle. I love Rockadoodle. I'm going to make it already guys, on the record. We I'm going to make you guys watch it next time. We I have the summer movie wager. <laughs> well, okay. Not Titan AE. All right. So that, that I, one I don't care about <laughs> I get rock-a-doodle and then the you're not a man, you're a chicken boo chicken confused. <laughs> I prefer chicken boo. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. No, he's got good movies. He's got good movies. All right. Speaking of, um, you know, there are a lot of other people that worked on this movie uh, that have, you know, kind of gone on to amazing things. Um, I'm sure that if I took the time to click on every animator, I would see that many of them did get to go. This was also animated in Ireland, which still does have uh, some kind of animation industry ha- happening. It's kind of funny because in the, in the credits, it's like, Liam, Maureen, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, just <laughs> Irish names over and over and over. And you're like, okay. Um, but uh, Dave gets or goats who is like one of he was like a layout person on this movie is like one of the head honchos at disney still mm-hmm. to this day uh art director for hunchback so oh. <laughs> um but shockingly and i don't know if you noticed this because i didn't know about this before but in the credits it said like story consultants were brent maddock and ss wilson from tremors oh i didn't oh. notice that yeah Oh, I, um, I saw Helen Shaver in the credits. Helen Shaver, yeah, who is uh, Littlefoot's mom, is mm. uh, obviously the star of Tremors too, and Poltergeist, the television series. The legacy. Mm. Um, but yeah, we talked about Will Ryan before for American Tale, but uh, you know the voice of Petrie, and he is still doing Disney voices uh, to this day. Really memorable in Little Mermaid um, as like the seahorse guy that works for King Triton, and I think now he is like the go-to guy for pete and um willie the giant for disney Hmm. um and then uh yeah i mean i can do child star trek in a little bit well yes okay so gabriel damon who's little foot uh was is like you know 
m- maybe most known uh, by me and some other people as Spock Conlin from the original Newsies film. Uh, oh. And, you know, he did a little bit more acting and a few other things. But now he is a real estate agent in s- the slow area. Um, and then... That's San Luis Obispo for our non-California folks. That's right. Oh, yeah. My bad. My bad. <laughs> the slow area? Is there a place where people are just... Yeah, sorry. he's in the slow zone. Everything only goes five miles an hour there. Let yeah. me sell this house. And I'm going to say I need a little bit more time to look into Candace Hudson, who was Sarah. So maybe we'll come back to that in a future episode. But we can talk now about... Um, Judith Barcy, who is the uh, voice of Ducky. And, um, you know, it's a sad story. No. Uh, no. So she, <laughs> yeah, it's a big bummer. Um, I guess she was discovered, uh, you know, randomly um, and got, you know, a bunch of uh, roles in cartoons and movies and TV. She was in Jaws of the Revenge. Um her favorite role was Ducky in The Land Before Time, you know, when she was a small child. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I guess her father had a drinking problem. Um, and so he didn't work. He refused to let the wife work. And I'm reading this from IMDb. But um, so basically her career took off and then they got a nice house but he became an increasingly this is quote increasingly abusive recluse who constantly threatened to kill his wife and daughter in stressful moods judith the little girl would bite her nails and plucked out her eyebrows and eyelashes and her cat's whiskers cps was called in numerous times but the mother was reluctant to plus charges and many of the reports were emotional and not physical abuse the case was not pursued on july 27th uh the next door neighborhood allowed bang while watering plants the house had been set on fire and all of their bodies were discovered shot dead oh my god i don't know who wrote this but it also says all of judith's toys that were not destroyed by the fire were given to the local goodwill and her best friend continued to feed her cats for months afterward so I don't know. Maybe the best friend wrote. Maybe them, the best but... friend wrote it, or the or the kid who bought the toy and is haunted <sighs> by her, and has, has been told the whole story. That's so sad. So yeah, the charming, amazingly voice acted little girl that is in this movie was killed very soon after. Uh, That's god so awful. Depressing. Ducky is my yeah. favorite. I think. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask you who your favorites were. Yeah, it's got to be Ducky for me personally. I think it's oh. Ducky for me too. Although you know, like Sad Boy Littlefoot, it has has a real has a real place in my heart. Yeah, but he's, he's a real kind, leader. He's kind of yeah. a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a dick later on in the movie. <laughs> he comes back. Actually, yeah, Littlefoot's my favorite. <laughs> did, any of, did any of you try to avoid cracks when you were walking down the sidewalk? Yes. Oh, yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. No, apparently Ducky was always my favorite, but then I'm sure. I asked my mom, like, well, wasn't Sarah my favorite? Because I'm sure I was an abrasive and angry uh, little girl. But when I watched it, I real now I was like, you know what, though? She is so abrasive and angry that she goes over the edge to being illogical in some points. <laughs> yeah. And I will never stand for that. <laughs> so that's probably why I was like, no, it's all about Ducky. I, I actually. More- oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say I was more annoyed with her than I remember being when I was little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, seriously, Sarah? Well, it's like I remember I there was I, I remember having friends like that in elementary school mm-hmm. or like there was these archetypes and I I was curious of just of of kids and characters and media at that time, you know, uh, was that actually, you know, a much more inclusive and representative group or was it kind of just, hey, here are some wacky kids and we're going to make them do some different things and maybe I'm trying to read into it too much because like you said that Sarah has she can be abrasive, but then she does things that are illogical, pushed over that, that kind of feel like either that's character motivated or that's just what she needed to do for the plot or whatever it is. So maybe there's maybe there isn't any there there. But I, I was curious if you had any thoughts beyond that, Eliz. Um I mean, I think it's a good like, you know, we're getting the gang together kind of thing um, that w- maybe wasn't as prominent in 
uh, animated films back then because, you know, maybe they would only have enough money for like a protagonist and a love interest or like, you know, two, three siblings that are together or something like that. But this was really like, okay, we've got a reluctant leader who's on his hero's journey. We've got somebody who's pissed off your uh, your classic uh, Gimli or I don't know, like, you know, you can think of any, you can think of a, 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 someone in any group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, any group story. You got a guy who just wants to eat and doesn't talk very much. You know, you got somebody who's super nervous, like cowardly lion, you know, like to the point where it's like hurting the mission, how nervous this person is. <laughs> and then, yeah, you just got your cheerleader, your all around great person. That's why everybody loves loves Ducky so much. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to play the Ducky clip I have. My name's Littlefoot. Mine is Ducky. Yep, that is what it is. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, <laughs> so cute. So cute. And the, her, um, her, the vocal pattern of never using uh, contractions is somehow always funny. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, they're just immediate friends. Uh, yeah. You know, after, despite after, their differences. Yeah, that's right. Even though she's a big mouth and he's a long neck. <laughs> it is interesting that after after they do come together, they still use the slurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's just what they're though? that's just what they're called, I guess. Yeah. What's well, kind yeah. of funny because Littlefoot's mom explains it as like long necks, three horns, or like lot or you know. Long necks, three horns, I think sharp tooths, swimmers, and flyers, and mm-hmm. they don't mix. And so then when Ducky was like, I'm a big mouth, I was like, is that what that dinosaur is really called? Or did her parents just say, you're a big mouth, and then she like actually thought that that's what they were? Like, that's what I was wondering. I suppose that's a good point. It's what their names for each other are, not what yeah. our names. Yeah, yeah, their yeah. Nick- yeah. Their nicknames. Their nicknames, Yeah. <laughs> Ducky's a duckbill. Yeah. Duckbill, yeah. Oh. Petrie, the pterodactyl. Um, uh, what's your so or set pieces? Let's talk about set pieces in this movie. What is your favorite set piece and and how it goes down? I think the one where all the babies drown at Tyrannosaurus Rex is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. When all the kids conspire to commit a murder yeah. and it turns on a dime, Littlefoot's just like, all right, let's kill this fucker. Yeah. We can lure him into the deep part of the water and then throw a rock on him and he'll die for sure. <laughs> That's pretty much what they say. It's like the, the movie takes the tonal shift of the Scooby-Doo gang deciding, like, it was old man Miller. Now let's fucking get him. Yeah. We got a kid. He's got an exact revenge for his mother's murder. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. They're so calculated. Yeah. Like, all yeah, right, I, think we I mean, I'm, I guess I'm sappy. Cause so I like my favorite, I guess, set piece scene moment is the like, who am I going to cuddle with? It's really cold outside. That was mine. <laughs> I was like, she's coming around. Yeah. And especially because like, it just starts with like Spike being totally innocent and going to sleep next to Sarah, right? And then the others yeah. do it, and then Littlefoot's kind of like, I don't want to go over there because she's finally having her moment, and so I don't want to like butt in on this. And so he goes by himself, and then they all kind of eventually move over to him, and then it forces Sarah to like, you know, acknowledge. All you need them. is love, guys. Yeah. All you need is love. It's very, it's very, a really very sweet cute. scene. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I really like the lava and the tar pits and all that, but yeah, that scene's really cute. <laughs> No, Tyler, you love the action and the murder. Yeah. You know, it's not even it's not even really the action of the lava and the tar pits. It's just like that, the mood of that and how it looks of just like I feel, you know, we kind of get that in Lion King as well of just like this is a place where things go to die. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I it's so clear uh of just like this is a place of death. Like that you went the wrong way and there's all the signs to not be going this way, uh, but you're you know, you're still being incredibly stubborn about it. And just like the way that the bones were there. I think mm-hmm. also just like you know, my conception of dinosaurs was always like dinosaur bones. And then so like having that there was just such a strong vi- visual for me as mm-hmm. a kid. Um mm-hmm. I I remember that sequence the most. Yeah, I like that they set up the like you have to go past the mountains of fire, and then uh, and then it, you actually get to see it, and they don't uh, really shy away from making it look super scary. And yeah. there's a whole a few scenes where it's like just ashes. You're like, is it raining? And then no, it's raining ash on them, like <laughs> as they're climbing up this mountain. I thought that was cool. 
I think the Great Valley too, the ending just felt so beautiful and hopeful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think like one of my favorite lines too that I always remember was um, when they get to the Great Valley and they're reunited with their family and Ducky just goes to her siblings and is like, this is your new brother, Spike. Like that yeah. like really like gets to me too. It's like, no, there's no asking for permission. There's no like, oh, let me think about this. Like, you know, it's just like, this is your brother now. You know, so. That was great. If only we were all that open. Right. I mean, as we're talking about it, the movie says that they lived in the valley happily for generations and generations. It sure and does generations. say that. <laughs> so it's just, it's just <laughs> not true, though. <laughs> so how could what? how could there be fourteen movies? The dinosaurs died, you guys. Spoiler alert. What? No. But it at least several generations after the narrator knew. <laughs> the narrator was I started, not aware. I started trying to think really deep. I'm like, is the Great Valley supposed to be heaven? they're all dead yeah. all dinosaurs go to heaven I think that's entirely yeah. possible <laughs> they actually died in the tar pits and never made it <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fucked up uh, well, well your, I mean, your guys' tr- uh, your guys favorite sequence wasn't wasn't the one where all those like douchebag brontosauruses come in and steal all the food. <laughs> I hated that. They left enough for them, really, and then there was a teachable moment where they had to work together to get the. Yeah, that was down. cute. That was cute. They left one half <laughs> but of where the did tree. they come from? And could they just follow them? Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like what? Like what are they? Like a motorcycle gang? Like why? <laughs> I know they just come roaring out of nowhere. Seriously, it's like does it really make sense to have them be the exact same species as Littlefoot? We can't make other designs. Like I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> I guess so. I think this whole film was just a reminder that nature is so beautiful, but also so cruel. You know, mm-hmm. just when I watched Planet Earth or anything of the sort, because. I remember growing up like Sharptooth, he was like such a jerk, but now it's like, hey, he's just trying to eat. Yeah. Yeah, all his food left, and those kids just need to murder him. So I mean that's just <laughs> the way the world works. You either murder or you get murdered. Yeah. David Attenborough's <laughs> coming over planet Earth is like, and now the children have decided to hash a plot for murder. Yeah. <laughs> I did wonder why he was putting in so much energy though for those baby dinos i'm not sure yeah he would have chased them in reality yeah would they really like give him that much sustenance i don't think so (laughs) it's basically like a snack it's like yeah yeah, i could have a granola bar or you know i just climbed my way out of the bottom of the earth uh, and now i want to eat these little little popcorn chicken bites (laughs) oh man but yeah they they uh they do make it to the great valley and uh yeah, there's that beautiful um, scene of like the the sun kind of lighting the yes. lighting the valley. This movie is beautiful. I mean, there's just so many amazing set pieces. There is some weirdness with the coloring of the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. They will change colors dramatically, and it makes me wonder if there was going to be some sort of post process or color correction that just didn't happen. Um, I noticed because, that too. Yeah, like there's times where Sarah will be a like a bone white and Ducky as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I also, mean, other th- yeah. yeah, other than that, it's, this movie is gorgeous. What, uh, where did, how did you guys watch this? Did you watch, I it, on watch Peacock? it with ads on Peacock? Was it I like went a- ahead and bit the bullet and bought the 14 yes! film box set. That's the way Whoa. to go. I was <laughs> just going to say though, that the DVD, like it makes me wish that there was a, uh, maybe there is a Blu-ray out there that is good, but I wish there was like a 4k better ver- was yeah, yours wide I would screen? love to see a full restoration of this movie. Was yours widescreen, Tyler? No. Okay. Because apparently there's a widescreen version out there. Uh, but the DVD is not widescreen. And also, like, yeah, it doesn't look good sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. rented it on Amazon, and it didn't look that good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's a Blu-ray on Amazon. Huh. Yeah. All right, so are you guys ready to make some predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Or do you want to do that after ratings? Yeah, I was just going to ask you. Do you should oh, we do let's predictions do the ra- or should we let's do, ratings do the ratings first? Let's do the ratings. One? Okay, let's do the ratings. Okay. Uh, how many... Oh, boy. What do I have for this? Um, tree stars? Yeah. How many tree stars oh, would you a, give? That's how, just a nice Yeah, that's, that's simple. Out of, out of ten tree stars, how many would you give Don Bluth's original The Land Before Time? You know, 
I'm tempted to knock it, but what's the point? I'm just going to give it 10 tree stars. Like I said, I did feel like there was a scene missing somewhere, but who cares? Like I, I'm not gonna, I literally audibly sobbed for some reason when he <laughs> said we all made it together. And it might've just been because I watched the father earlier that day, or it might've just been some sort of trigger, like childhood thing. That's like in my brain, you know, that I haven't accessed that part of my brain in so long, but yeah, I was very, it's, so great and the song is is a real hit oh we haven't yeah. talked about yeah. the song yeah well we'll do that in a second let's finish well the- yeah we'll talk about the song in a second justin how many tree stars i gotta also go 10 i was debating like are they gonna make fun of me if i give it 10 star uh 10 tree no. stars this Plus is like it can only go downhill from here that's so. true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah 10 tree stars extreme nostalgia on this one and i think it is just like a timeless classic and i i do think that it's something that, you know, yeah, there's maybe some scary moments, but I feel like you can show young kids because of that storybook nature of the film. And it's very easy to understand. And the, I feel like the, um, the morals of the film and the like messages that it ends up with are easy to understand for kids. And I think that is why it continue, continues to endure and probably why they decided to make, a bunch more that who knows what the other ones are about. I have no, I can't remember. They're probably not. They're probably not, uh, you know, giving out great messages, but who knows? Maybe they are. Um, but yeah, I think it's a classic. I agree. It deserves a full restoration 4k real special features. As far as I could tell, none of the releases have had any sort of like substantial special features. They all have released the blues cuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give us the PG cut that has all the cool stuff. I don't know who owns the property, uh, who owns the <laughs> rights must to that be universal. Right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, but it's like, man, I wish they would do something more and kind of like show more respect for this than they do. I think. Yeah. Um, that'd be really great. 10, 10 out of 10 for me. I, too, am going to give it 10 tree stars. I think that something that we didn't talk about in this that is the secret weapon for these movies, hopefully going forward, but certainly for this one, is that the character designs are phenomenal. The amount of emotion that they can get from these dinosaurs and these kids and the facial expressions are really unique, uh, especially in that realm. They're, they're hard creatures to to get human emotion from and they they just did such an incredible job this movie is beautiful uh uh, the message is incredible and it still hits like a freight truck like it is still Mm -hmm. it still packs an emotional wallop i'd be curious if you know somebody watching it for the first time if if it would still have that same effect and or if this is just Mm -hmm. thanks to nostalgia but Boy, yeah, this movie still worked on on every emotional level for me, and that's not true for a lot of the stuff we've talked about. Yeah, I, I tried to watch it with fresh eyes um, because of what you said, and I think it definitely held up. And I just think, based on the morals alone, I have to give it a ten out of ten. Yeah, they just they just don't make movies like this anymore. No. Yeah. I do, uh, you know, I haven't, ha- I haven't, haven't had a kid who is at the age of watching films yet, but I, I do wonder if there is some sort of like, you know, kids watching this thinking it looks old, or mm. I would be really curious f- for someone, you know, yeah, for a kid to watch it. If who's you never only seen it showed or... Gemma Three Stooges and old Looney Tunes cartoons, it'd be <laughs> she'll, fine. She'll be like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, uh, I <laughs> do want to say that. one thing though. Like, okay, so. I feel like I can't think of an example of anybody else, including Disney, who has really managed to get dinosaurs this right. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. Bright of Spring is not for kids, right? And that's just a thing in Fantasia. Like, Dinosaur, the movie, the I like animated, that movie. I do like that Nobody movie. remembers that movie except, except, except for me. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Good Dinosaur is considered to be Pixar's lowest. Uh, I haven't watched it, but you know. And and, and yeah, there's <laughs> Justin like, and I no... technically watched. I saw it. They don't look know... like they do not look but, like, like real the, dinosaurs. The, these no. characters that Don Booth and then created and and designed, like you said, mm-hmm. Tyler, like they really they get it like yes. right in in a way that obviously has managed to endure 
whether or not however successful these 14 other movies or 13 other movies are the fact that anybody is still making them means that there is something there i mean if i'm sure like i want a a irish animator's heart to break for us to talk about what's your favorite set piece in the movie and we're talking about the quiet moment of all of them snuggling (laughs) and having that like having the character designs and the facial expressions and having them be able to pose in that way like it's such a monumental task and they just just it's they just it's it's art it's it's beautiful how mm-hmm. they, they designed this movie it's really great um oh and then one other thing i did want to say and sorry justin uh since you have a child but like <laughs> part of me was thinking during this i was like this is all supposed to be like an allegory for kids being out in the world and having to grow up and learn how to do things without their parents and i was like but like thanks to what we have done to this planet through climate change like future generations of kids could actually be having to run from earthquakes and lava and surviving with dead parents and all these and maybe not the next generation but at least several generations after it that i was like <laughs> not now but soon yeah and then i was like oh this is that's dark real yeah dark, this movie yeah. will become so much more important as a yeah as a how-to guide to so, <laughs> Like I said, that's why I was watching that earthquake. Like, hmm. I mean, it's a climate change movie in 1988. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, we do have to talk about the song. The amazing Diana Ross song after, uh, in the credits, you know, this song. That actually, that clip goes on a lot longer, but I won't play the whole thing. It's such a good song. (laughs) Rachel, you're mentioning you you sing the song a lot? No, it's just, I mean, (laughs) don't you have maybe a handful of songs that just are always in your head? Oh, yeah. Just since I was a kid, it just always gets in my head. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It's a great. My husband husband has no idea what I'm singing, although now he does because he watched it with me this weekend. There you go. <laughs> nice. So you're saying that we've saved your marriage. Yeah, that's, what we, that's what we do here at Sequel Rights. <laughs> <laughs> that damn song. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our spinoff con- podcast, Sequel Rights Family Court. Uh- <laughs> the song, uh, let's see, I'm looking, the song made it up to number 23 on the U.S. adult contemporary charts. Wow. Um, pretty good I mean it's definitely a decision to not make this movie a musical but to still have a real you know jam of a credit song Um, still written by Horner too it's not like they brought in you know Diane Warren or something you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah Oh, it says uh, it says that Jordan Sparks has done a cover of the. Of Ooh, I'm sure that's great. It's a great song. Like uh, I, I can't like sing this part, but uh, you know the there's like a particular lick that like does always stick in my head. Like you said, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 Great. Great track. Great track. So I believe it's now time that we talk about predictions. Okay. For the series at large. Yes. So basically, I'm envisioning this as. You can either say, I'm going to throw something out there, and you either say, no, that will never happen, okay. or you name the number of what movie you think it's going to happen. In. We, we have learned that almost everything is on the table from this <laughs> podcast. Well, okay. let's see. It's 14 movies. Everything is going to happen, okay? Well, <laughs> yeah. we don't know that. Okay, so um, let's start with low-hanging fruit. Will these movies become a musical? 100% yes. next film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in, in two already? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to say, no, I'm, I'm no, gonna say three. I'm, gonna say I'm, three. I'm, I'm guessing two. I'm guessing immediately in the next movie. Okay. I'll say three. I'll say three. You're going to say three? I'm going to say four just to be different. Okay. <laughs> let's. Uh, You're writing these let, down? Tell You're... me, do you think that uh, the the our friends will hit puberty? Never. Oh, oh for sure. Littlefoot's got a mustache. See them become four. Parents. Four. You say four, they're going to hit puberty? Okay. Yeah. I'm saying never, never. You're K- saying never. What? Kids forever. I'm going to say eight. Eight. <laughs> I don't know. That's going <laughs> to <That's gonna> be <laughs> a rough. Rachel, a rough do you have one. a guess? I don't want to guess. <laughs> 
I'll say five. Five? Okay. Oh my god, there's 14. All right. I just can't believe you're all going to watch these. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Will we get a prequel? Yes. <gasps> uh, No. You say no. Okay. The mom's not coming back. That's my guess. Yeah, I'm gonna I say, say that. Oh. Does it count? Nine. If, nine is a prequel. Does it count if there's like a prequel scene? No, no, we're like we're talking full talking movie. Full, yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a full prequel. Like we're full, like yeah, I'll say like significant Porsche flashback or full prequel. No, no. Tyler, what say you? I say full prequel. It has to be a full prequel. It has to be like Littlefoot is an egg. Maybe he hatches at the end. <laughs> Littlefoot is an egg. Okay, what if it's like a full prequel but with a framing device or something where the grandparents oh, are like, that's "Let fine. me that's, tell yeah, you." Yeah, that's fine. That's still that's still okay. A all right. And which movie do you, that, do you think it happen. is? Uh, seven. Seven? There's okay, no movie Rachel? where Littlefoot's not the main character. Uh, I'll say yes just because I don't see how they're going to make 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a number? You want to throw a number out? Oh, shit. I'll do like as early as three. <gasps> okay. Yeah. All right. Oh. How about, like you mentioned this already, Rachel, will we get the next generation? The children of our heroes? Definitely. Yes. I say no because I already said no to puberty. So Okay. <laughs> They're going to skip puberty and just go straight to yeah. having kids. Um, Little four. land before time, the next generation. <laughs> wow, you say we get the next generation four, Tyler? Yes. That's, oh, my God. That's so fast. There's four. I'm going to go with like 12. Okay. There's gonna yeah they're gonna milk the original gang until they die. <laughs> how about how about the last one? You want to say fourteen? Okay. Until yeah. they're out of milk. Dinosaur <laughs> okay. Milk. Will we get <laughs> Christmas or a non-denominational oh, Christmas God. equivalent? Of uh, yes. Yes. And which film will that be? Ugh, Number God. ten. We've made such bad choices with our lives. I'll say nine. I was going to say nine, too. Okay. I'm going to say six. All right. Will the concept of magic be introduced? Yes. No. <laughs> no? Okay. No. What do you, okay, never... hold on. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Magic. Or, or, or like a religious spirit. What do we, what do we mean? Spirit. Whatever or magic? it is, it has to be able to affect them physically. Okay. I'm just wondering uh, no where magic. you're coming up with these questions. You're making me think from the other franchises that we've done. <laughs> that we <won>. <laughs> <laughs> I, see. I see. Yes, yes, there will be magic. They'll find some sort of like uh, uh, I. It's either magic or sci-fi nonsense. Yeah, um, sure. But uh, yes, uh, six. Six. Okay. I'm gonna go with seven. I'm saying no magic. Okay. I'm going to say that Justin, what do you think is going to happen in these movies? It's just going to be a a magical tree star. They're they're going to sing a song about the internet. Like, come on. (laughs) They might. They might. I know. I think uh, Brave Little Toaster is our closest. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, sorry, Rachel. What movie did you want to say for magic? Magical tree star comes in at seven. Okay. Will one of our five core characters die? (gasps) Um, Oh, I don't think yes. that I don't think that they'll die, but they will somehow be gone. <laughs> yeah, there can be okay, other yes, explanations. Yes. On death. I don't think any of them are going to die. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to say gonna no die. just because I don't want it to be true. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Spike is going to die. No death, no deaths. <laughs> but what I mean is, like, some of the characters might get shuffled out for someone else, and they'll be <laughs> like these five core ones. Yeah, they'll just be like, oh yeah, Spike went off into something. Spike else. dies yeah. in number two. <laughs> okay. Movie, do you think that'll happen? I think uh, we'll get a swap out in episode nine. Nine. Wait, Number wait, wait, four no. is the death seven. wish type scenario episode where they get seven. revenge. Episode seven. I, I change it to seven. Sorry. Change it to seven. Okay, Tyler. Anything? Uh, I, I said Spike dies in number two, and I'm sticking. <laughs> with I didn't know you were serious. Okay. <laughs> All right. Spike will we see mammals? Uh, yes. Will they, yeah. will they come yes. across mammals? Yeah. Hundred percent. Some okay. of these were made after the Ice Age movies came out, so absolutely. Yeah. Mammals uh, in number eight. Okay. Ten. Twelve. 
Okay, I'm going to go with 10 as well. Whoa. All right, what about man? Will man be in the forest? Yes. Uh, no. Ugh. No. <laughs> Jesus is getting right for I just put that rock there yesterday. How did it move? <laughs> uh, would... so, uh, five. Five? Oh yep. my God. No okay. humans. I'm going to say like 14, if at all. <laughs> no all right. humans. All right. So this is what you, when you said, Tyler, when will Spike speak? I mean, yeah. you said he dies. So will he have dying <laughs> words? <laughs> That's right. He, he dies in the second one, but I'll have speaking lines in the third one. <laughs> he can only speak as a ghost. From a cloud. Yeah. From a cloud. Yeah, a cloud. <laughs> Avenge me. <laughs> Do not let my spikes be in vain. Uh, I already said five, I think. Number five. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. I want to believe they keep to it. Okay, because they don't because they don't want to pay another voice actor. <laughs> true, true. Well, it's Frank Walker now making the noise yeah. of Spike. Oh, okay. uh, Tyler, wh- what is your Spike. final answer? Uh, three, three. Okay, <laughs> okay. And finally, when will we have poop and fart jokes? Oh God! <sighs> Immediately. Yeah. I feel like uh, three. Three. I'll say four. I'll say four. They're gonna give it a we'll go, go with like a nice a nice sequel, and then it's gonna go <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Okay, that's good. That's good. Three. <laughs> Three. Okay, I'll say five. All right, anything else? That was all I had. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> yeah, how quickly do we see... Uh, well, I mean, that's, too, that's I don't know how we ask this as a concise question, but when, like, you're going to get the... Uh, opposite counterpart to all of them. Like, one of the one of their opposites. What is Littlefoot's uh, opposite? That's going to be an or, entire movie. Yeah. Okay, opposites. Bizarro world. Yeah, or where it's like, oh, we meet the girl, little. Yeah, we meet the girl, (gasps) yeah. Opposites in some way, either a Prince and the Popper situation, a gender flip, or (laughs) something like that. Uh, Episode six for me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) say what? Two? Two. (laughs) I think movie six. I'll say two? No, I said six. Classic two. I said six. Oh, you said six, okay. I mean, as we have seen, these both could be correct. I did. Uh, I have I don't to think I've said three yet, so I'm going to say three. Okay. okay. All right. I, I have to say, I, I, I did accidentally see some spoilers on the main website <sighs> because I clicked what I thought was the f- regular film uh, Wikipedia page, and then it was actually the franchise, but on the plot, it's like really short. And I was like, wow, the plot's so short. And I was reading what it says happens, and I'm like, those things didn't happen in the movie and the things that happened are ridiculous. So. Well, hopefully you didn't remember and you didn't. Yeah. I'm not going to say Strike his guesses from the record. Yeah. So I will be burying this in the time capsule. Yeah. Need the great quake initiated. At, at put the it- La Brea Tar Pits. And then in, uh, in seven months or whatever, however long it takes us to finish. <laughs> I will dig it up and we will uh, we will message now. Rachel, tell her her score, and yeah, we'll get it all good. I'm so scared that the most fun we're going to have with their franchise was the last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. They're going to, they're definitely going to sing about the prehistoric internet. I have a yeah. <laughs> It's going to be great. And it's going to be about like sending mail through the dino post or something. <laughs> Just you wait. It's going to turn into the Flintstones, and they're all going to be mailboxes uh, by the end of the <laughs> uh, Amazing. Oh, uh, Okay, well, you know what? I think that brings us to the end of The yeah. Land Before Time. Great movie. Great start to what will be a long <laughs> franchise. We'll see what happens um, next week, actually. Uh, the next one up is called uh, The Land Before Time 2, The Great Valley Adventure. So okay. it sounds like we have to go have to the valley. Fun, you, you guys have fun. <laughs> so, hey, man, we're going on an adventure in the Great Valley. That's right. And hey, if, can I read you a pretty sad quote? I found a pretty dark article. Yeah, oh, we love, we love that. Do it. This dude said, like Littlefoot, we are all doomed from the start. We have no choice but to struggle on and hope that our memory montage is worth it all in the end. What? Wait, where was this posted? I don't remember some article. Like, my life journal. Basically, like life sucks, and hopefully you'll get a nice memory montage like yeah. Littlefoot did. OpenDiary.com. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, 
the sentiment is true. I hope that we all have a good memory montage, and I hope that these next 14 movies are good enough to make it in. <laughs> you guys remember sure that time we, we wasted all that time talking about Land Before Time? <laughs> Time, 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 uh, time, time. But time. in the meantime, we not we're not going to need you know suggestions for a little bit here. But <laughs> if people have them, they're, they got time to get them in. Eliz, where can people get in touch with us? Yeah, uh, just email us your thoughts about any of these movies. Honestly, I want to hear your memories of you know Land Before Time when you were little or anything else. So email us at sequelrights at gmail or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Sequel Rights. And please rate and review us. Give us five. Uh, I was going to say leaf stars. Um, <laughs> tree stars. Tree stars, yeah. Uh, it helps other people find the podcast. It helps other people find their way to the Valley of the Great Beyond, a.k.a. heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Do your missionary work. <laughs> oh, man. Rachel, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. It was awesome Thanks to have you. Thanks for having me. If you do Jurassic Park, have me back. Oh, yes, yes for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Jurassic Park 3, where the raptors talk. See, it only took three <laughs> to get to Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> uh, Rachel, is there anywhere that people can follow you, follow your work online? Uh, uh, they can find me on Insta at Hey Komar. There you go. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're in it for the long haul on this one, uh, and we're only getting started. So we'll see you guys next week for The Land Before Time 2. It's only the second movie. Don't lose your way with each passing day. You've come so far. Don't throw.